Hello. Today's devotion is from Ross Franklin, a member of SLC who submitted some of his thoughts on his faith. We thank Ross for taking the time to do this. Ross writes, One of my favorite Bible verses is Matthew 6, 26, where Jesus says, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? That verse came to mind on one of those stretches of highway in Montana where you can see your dog running away for three days. We drove past a fawn staring at the body of its lifeless mother by the side of the road. It occurred to me that the semi that hit that deer provided food not only for the scavengers that would soon strip the carcass to the bone, but also for the coyote that would later feed on the flesh of the unprotected fawn. I'm guessing that those are not the images you imagined when you read that verse. Hummingbirds sipping nectar is a pleasant picture of how God provides for the birds of the air, but God's plan also necessarily includes scavengers and carnivores. Just as people are simultaneously saints and sinners, nature is both beautiful and brutal. In that verse from Matthew, Jesus told us that our Heavenly Father provides for His creatures but provided no details for us as to how. Nor does Jesus give any details of God's overarching plan for humanity. When we recite the creeds, we profess that God is almighty, so this pandemic must be part of his plan. In that plan, personal interaction is part and parcel of who we are as humans. The New and Old Testaments are replete with instances of this interaction. God took a rib from Adam to make him a companion. Moses needed Aaron with him at Pharaoh's court. Jesus' mission started as part of a family. Jesus chose 12 companions with whom to travel the Holy Land and share his ministry. After the crucifixion, the apostles had their own lockdown in the upper room, leaning on each other for comfort and support. The early church consisted of close-knit communities who shared work, wealth, and worry. In our time, the nuclear family is the basic societal structure. We connect with others at church and school. We are involved with our communities in bowling leagues, fraternal organizations, and beer fests, and our interactions are not limited to those close to us. We say good morning to total strangers on the bus. We engage in small talk with the person scanning our groceries. We say God's peace to first-time congregants in our pew, or more recently, in our parking lot. We wave at the person we remember seeing at the gym. We commiserate with fellow ferry riders about the worst play ever called by an offensive coordinator. In these times of lockdowns, loneliness, and life changes, we can doubt God's presence. We can't visit loved ones in nursing homes. We can't celebrate and rejoice at weddings and graduations, nor mourn and grieve at wakes and funerals. We can't eat dinner with a friend at a restaurant, have a picnic with extended family at a park, or exchange experiences with a Bible study group at a coffee clutch. We need personal interaction to be human, and for the last several months, we've been hard-pressed to get that interaction. While we wait for our lives to return to normal until the curve has been flattened, or after the peak has been passed, or after the number of infections has been down on a downward trend, or after the material, manpower, and facilities have become available to test and contact trace 30,000 Washingtonians every day, or after whatever parameter public health professionals impose on us next, We languish in virtual prisons. Which brings me to another favorite verse of mine from Matthew, and a timely one, I think. In the story about the sheep and the goats, the righteous ask, among other things, when we saw thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? We can't actually visit others in their virtual prisons, but we can do the next best thing. 
write a letter, make a call, do a Skype, share an old photograph, tell your favorite joke, play chess online, take advantage of the internet and those unlimited talk, text, and data plans. Use the opportunities SLC provides to connect with members of the congregation. Let's help each other through this part of the plan. We can't know that where this is going, but we can have faith that God is watching us, is with us, and will get us through. Thank you, Ross, for your words today.